Welcome back. It's episode 48 of Canberra Conversations with your host, Colin Campbell, and I hope you all had a fantastic Christmas. Today, we are talking about owning and upgrading a fitness facility during the most challenging of years when we faced a pandemic. To do so, we're joined by Ross McGaffney, the owner of Commando XFit in Hillington, Glasgow. And Ross shares with us initially his military background, the mindset and resilience that he built during that period, which has been tested to the fore during this one. Even though during this most challenging time, he has built, in my opinion, the best fitness facility in the West of Scotland. We explore all the different challenges that the gym faced, including those that many other uh, businesses will face during this pandemic. Things such as cash flow, member engagement, responsibility and duty of care to your members and that community aspect, which really falls into the next discussion, which we have around the different principles and values of Commando XFit especially around community and that's often used as a buzzword but you'll hear throughout the episode that it's one of the main ways that Commando XFit really stands out from its competitors in the commercial gym space like your pure gyms or your exercise for less. From a personal perspective every time I go into the gym there's just continual upgrades and improvements in equipment. I was in just before Christmas before we were unfortunately um shut again during this uh, pandemic and there was a new set of primal strength dumbbells there was a new climbing rope there was another two new squat racks the equipment is unrivaled in terms of the local area and it continues to upgrade which is amazing to see towards the end of the episode we will also find out about ross and previous podcast guest david hatt's charity event which they're taking part in on the 8th of January. The link will be in the show notes for you to show your support for that. And it would be a lovely way for us all to start the new year in terms of supporting and giving back to people who have been a little bit less fortunate in themselves and can do with our support. Also, if you listen all the way to the end and you're getting involved on the sharing hype on your Instagram story, you will be able to get access to a discounted day pass to try out Commando Fit. As a tiny a disclaimer before we dive into this episode there's a little bit of background noise ross and i recorded this in person at commando xfit in the office and speaking of community it was a little bit uh, raucous and loud outside which was great to hear everyone enthusiastic about their fitness but there is a tiny little bit of noise a couple of sections of the podcast but you can still hear ross and i pretty much crystal clear so apologies if it's not quite as clear as sometimes it is but there's loads of value in this one from a mindset perspective there's loads of things that we can learn about how to deal with adversity and move forward without any further ado let's dive into this one with ross mcgaffney Yes, folks, welcome back to another episode of Canberra Conversations. And today we are talking about upgrading within the fitness industry during a pandemic and the mindset and resilience and some of the lessons we can take from that. To do so, we are joined by Ross McGaffney from Commando XFit. Ross, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Colin. Thanks so much for bringing me in. Delighted to have you on, Ross. And like I say, we've been connected for a decent period of time now through our mutual friend, David Hatt of MTN Coaching who's been another former podcast guest. And it's been fa- fantastic to watch from afar how Commando XFit has continued to upgrade during this period when a lot of people in the fitness industry have lost their heads, they've maybe gone to ground, some have pivoted into other spaces, but you've maybe stuck to your guns, but also continued to improve what's been going on there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to our chat. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long journey this year. I think for everybody, it's been a tough, tough year. Um, and 
for me, at the very beginning, it's like a fight or flight situation. You know, we just wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna sit down and just let things uh, stagnate and stay still. It was a case of right, let's let's do what we can do right now um, instead of sitting back. Yeah, and I think we'll go into that in, in depth throughout the throughout the chat today. But I think for the listeners, give us a little bit of a, a background on you and where you come from, Ross, because it's certainly a background that I enjoyed hearing about when, when you told me. Yeah, um, so I'm uh, I'm from Coventry originally. So I joined the forces when I was 17 years old. Um, left Coventry straight down to, to Portsmouth, so Plymouth. Um, joined the Royal Navy um, as a young boy, signed up as an engineer. Did four or five years as an engineer. Um, and wasn't the best engineer in the world, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, and a few people will laugh at that after listening to this, but I transferred into the Royal Navy Fitness branch, so the PTI branch, um, which is an arduous 30-week course. Um, you get sort of put through paces for 30 weeks solid. Early mornings, like five in the morning starts, finishing seven, eight at night. And then from the evenings, you go and study. And, you know, I won't go into the depths of what happens on the courses because it's pretty gnarly. But, um, yeah, it was it was good. Um, and then I spent the next 12 years, so I did 16 years in total um, as a PT. Uh, and then did my extra rehabilitation towards the end at Headley Court. So I worked with guys that come back from Afghanistan and stuff like that, complex trauma. Um, and did an intense study course for seven months at Headley Court. Uh, and then finished up at Faz Lane. Okay. Uh, and then from Faz Lane is where I decided that enough was enough and it's time for me to do something different. Yeah, so that military background that you've got straight into the kind of fitness element of it as well yeah. is quite a, it's quite a nice mix when it comes to your mindset and I think that's probably going to be prevalent throughout our chat today when it comes to you utilising maybe some of the principles that were instilled in you from a young age as a, a young guy joining the Royal Navy Definitely. through to being the, the gym owner that you are today. And along the way, you obviously had an interest in personal training and coaching and supporting yeah. the training of military personnel. Correct. Yeah. And you've now brought that into coaching the general population, <laughs> which is a, a style that you've had to adjust a little bit, but if not too much. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think it was a shock to the system, leaving, uh, leaving the, the forces and, and being that person when you deliver the sort of training that you're delivering to, to military personnel, you know, Royal Marines, Royal Navy, Air Force, Army, it doesn't matter. Um, and then coming to the civilian world was, was yeah, it was different, but it, it was good. You know, a lot of um, traits that I've taken from my military career and brought forward uh, have benefited, but certainly benefited me moving forward into here to do what I was doing. Yeah, I think it's positive when we use previous <clears throat> training, so to speak, previous life experiences, and we implement it at times when we're tested, and none more so than 2020, which of course like, we're going we're gonna to go into on depth. But in terms of that military career and the training and whatnot, how do you think that impacted your decision to want to own your own facility? Because like you say, you're up at Fazlane, you decided enough was enough. What happened then and where did Commando come from? So, um, like during your training, during your military career, you are a yes sir, no sir, three bags full sir. You know, you are that disciplined individual um, from day one, no matter what age you are, uh, you're, you're instilled disciplined from, from the first day you start. Um, and certainly doing the PT course just gives you that next level of discipline because they expect a, a very high standard of whatever you're delivering whether it's your personal appearance, your physical abilities, your, your look, and the way you deliver your content as well to, to people. Because you could be delivering to the, the Admiral of the Fleet, you could be delivering to someone who's just joined the forces. So that variety of people that you're speaking to day to day is massive. So bringing that forward, um, the discipline that we have uh, certainly instilled me to go, right, what am I going to do uh, as a civilian? My initial thoughts on leaving were to leave the forces and go to Cayman Islands, believe it or not, I had a friend okay. out there, 
Um, and we went through PTs together, um, and he had his own facility, a Krav Maga facility, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and he said, I'd work well, and I was like, yeah, I was single at the time, no, no reasons not to go. Um, so I went out and visited him, and that was the plan originally, go out, see what was there, and it wasn't the right choice. Um, so I came back, and a friend of mine, uh, Adam White, who's a Royal Marine sergeant, hence the commando side of this, uh, was talking about doing outdoor classes. Uh, and he was doing a commando conditioning class at Cameron House uh, down at Loch Lomond. And he said, would you like to come along and we'll do it together? And from there, we just pushed on. So every Saturday morning and Friday morning, we'd go to Cameron House and do an outdoor conditioning class with tires, ropes, you know, boot camp style training without it being a boot camp. Um, and, it, and it sort of evolved from there. There's, there's a, a big journey from that initial uh, class at Cameron House to where we are today. Yeah, I certainly think when you talk about boot camps, I've seen the style of boot camp that you run, Ross, and it's certainly not your uh, burpee. Well, there are some burpees in there, but it's not your press ups at this station, sit ups at this one, bicep no. curls at this one, and run, run, shuttle meter to uh, shuttle run 10 meters at this one. It's very much a, a military style designed for general population to get as fit as possible mm-hmm. to push them outside the comfort zone, which I think is fantastic. So, straight away, you teamed up with Adam and you built this boot camp, we'll call it, for, for the purposes yeah. of, of the branding. And that was titled Commando from his Marine background. Yeah. And that was the kind of branding from there. And how, like you say, there was a long journey. Let's let's give the, the listeners a kind of the Google Maps fast track tour of, of getting to okay. where we are. The fast track. So Cameron House classes um, evolved into us doing some outdoor tennis court classes in yeah. Ellensburg. Um, then we moved to Cardross. Adam was living in Cardross. And we went to there. We did a tennis court class there um, into a church field. And we did that for maybe six months. Uh, and then a guy came along, um, a friend called Chris, and he said, I've got a unit up in Hillington, would you like to do something together? So he brought us up here, we looked at, uh, looked at the unit, it was an old engines company, so we came in and it was greasy, needed a yeah. complete refurb, a complete rip out, um, and it'll, it'll laugh if he listens to this, but like, it took us a fair while to scrape back the walls and, and put some paint on the walls, because it was just like, that's from the military, mate. You know what we're going to do? Let's just get stuck into it. Yeah. Um, and it took us a while, mate, to, to strip it right back, paint it, and it's changed its shape several, several times. Like the, the makeup of the, of the property has changed several times um, and evolved each year. But yeah, myself and Adam got into it. Built the, the functional rig that you see in the gym when you walk through the doors, because that was the thing at the time, uh, was functionality and fitness. And it was just coming to fruition, really. But in the military, it was what we did for for years and years. We thought we did functional trainers. We we carry people across the ground, you know, rope climbs. We did all these things. Um, so for us, it was natural to to just step into the world of fitness as this is what we're doing in the civilian environment. Yeah, and it's such a different offering. And like I say, there's lots for us to cover today. But it's such a different offering from a commercial pure gym and exercise for less, a traditional maybe bodybuilding gym as well it differs in that respect because like you say you yeah. straight away brought across the functional elements of fitness from the military that you guys do day-to-day obviously being muscular and strong but also being able to use it and having aerobic capacity and being yeah. able to take part in really challenging feats that might unsettle some people because that's how you test yourself yeah, for, for battle so to speak if we're, if we're using kind of an extreme phrase and i really like that idea because I think more and more people, particularly over this lockdown period, discovered that maybe they are fit in terms of how they look or they wear, but when the gym's closed and you were you didn't have access to the same range of dumbbells and machines and hammer strength equipment, you were stripped back to the bare bones and you were like, 
am I actually physically fit? Could yeah. I go out for a 5K run? Correct me, yeah. Could I uh, do the handstand challenge where I put on a T-shirt over, my, over myself? And that was one that, one that I got yeah, into. I that. And, it's, and it's interesting how all these different little variants that we thought about maybe stripped us back to realise we, we aren't as fit as we could be. Whereas a gym like this, the majority of the users who are getting taking part in the classes and stuff like that are being tested across various modalities of fitness. Yeah, I mean, when people say they're fit, it's relative to what they're, the individual's doing. So a cyclist is fit to cycle. A swimmer's fit to swim. So when people say, oh, I'm fit, well, what are you fit for? Fit for what? You play football, so you're fit to play football. Yeah. But what I find in here is the general um, population could take their training from here, certainly from the classes that we've delivered in the past, and transfer those skills into anything athletic-wise, whether it be rugby, football, basketball, gymnastics, it doesn't matter because it's speed, it's agility, it's high-intensity training, it's strength work. You know, all of these things are pulled together in these classes and, and it, we've had various football teams in here, rugby teams, Gaelic football teams in here, professional footballers, professional boxers, you know, that have come through the door because they like the way we train, they like the way we deliver stuff. Um, alongside the strength and conditioning, when you strip it right back to an individual and say, right, how do we need to get you strong relative to your sport? Yeah, I think that's such a key term relative to your sport. And nowadays I'm talking about myself as, a, as an office athlete and I'm thinking from an athletic perspective, am I as fit as I could be? And the answer was initially no. Whereas now I'm very much trying to do more training that puts me outside of my traditional push pull legs, yeah. hypertrophy focused comfort zone. And it's been extremely rewarding from a physical and uh, performance perspective, but also from a, a mental perspective. There's a little bit of a misconception because it's commando exfit. Some people, yeah. some people wrongly brand that as commando crossfit yeah. where does the misconception come from and how do you differentiate i think when people see the facility is it's, they look at it and they see it like a box so a crossfit gym is generally called a box and because we, at the beginning it was an open gym it was um, a big space there was a big functional rig there wasn't a lot of uh, machines or anything like that it was it looked like a crossfit gym it definitely did um, but we were from the off we're not a crossfit gym we don't deliver crossfit crossfit for me is a brand um, and a very popular brand and they do amazing stuff but it's also functional fitness on a higher level you know on an on a athletic level for those that compete um, we were delivering functional fitness for the general population for everybody without injuring people because so I think at the beginning CrossFit got a bad name but just because a lot of people were um, picking up injuries and niggles just because there was probably some bad coaches out there which there is across the uh, fitness uh, industry um, so we sort of stripped it back thought right how do we deliver a non-CrossFit based facility doing CrossFit workouts almost. Yeah, I really like that in terms of like stripping it back from those that want to compete. And it's the same way like if you go to a particular bodybuilding gym, a lot of the people there want to do men's physique or bodybuilding shows. Yeah. Whereas you can strip that back from there to achieve the physique that you want for the beach. And then for you, you're stripping back the style of training that you would have in CrossFit yeah. to a level that somebody who doesn't want to go to the, the sanctionals of the CrossFit Games, and I've been lucky enough to have a couple of guests on there, are in that space and they're fantastic athletes, but they train at a specific CrossFit gym, whereas you're offering elements of that training yeah. that you can people can take part in, but then other elements of the stuff that you've learned throughout your military career that yeah. you've done from getting military guys in the best possible physical shape, but also physical performance elements as well. Yeah, I mean, the guys, certainly the Marines, Royal Marines that I've put on the pedestal because they are the fittest of the fit, you know, they're the best of the best in what they do. Um, they're the elite of the, the military, if you want to call them um, the elite, because obviously from there you go Special Forces, which is just a different breed of people, a different level, um, but the Marines are you know, top of the tree. Uh, they're 
intense training that they do down at Limston is, is phenomenal. It's great that the PTs that deliver it have to do that course as well to deliver that set, that level. Um, but as PTs in general, you know, we all have to be at a standard of fitness so that we can stand in front of Marines, Navy, Air Force. It doesn't matter. You just have that ability to do that. Um, so bringing that forward into into this environment was was like it was easy in a sense. Yeah, I think the last strand to touch on with a kind of key differentiator before we go into the all the challenges and the areas that we looked at within 2020 is, is the community aspect to Commando X Fit. Now, yeah. I've been at the gym six, seven, eight times, and the first time was before the most recent redevelopment that you did, and it was back in December 2019 with David. We came in and trained the night yourself, and straight away you were in a friendly environment. And that's not to say, and I'm not being unfair to other gyms and saying that your environment isn't friendly, but if you think about a traditional pure gym or a JD gym, an XSLS, where you punch in your code at the turnstile and you go in, there's no reception, which is it's fine. I'm not complaining about it. It's a cost then, I suppose. But you don't really network. Everyone's got their headphones on. Everyone's focused on their own stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm quite a sociable person. I've made lots of friends and connections through these other gyms. But when I came in here, everyone was interested in like, how you getting on? How's your training? Uh, oh, I've not seen you here before. And it was a friendly community environment. Is that a focus that you've had? Yeah, from day one. Um, from the first day we were in course, me and Adam had the conversations and what sort of facility do we want? We want everybody to feel comfortable to train here because fitness is for everybody. It's not just for the athlete or the person that can change their body really quickly. It's for the person that struggles to get out of bed in the morning uh, and really wants to get fit but is fighting that inner demon to get them into the gym. Um, so we're that place that you can come in here and, and talk to anybody in the facility, any of the coaches that are here. Uh, and they'll all engage at least for a few minutes and to find out who you are and what you, why you're here. Um, and I think at the beginning we had that misconception that we were quite a brutal facility. As soon as you hear the name Commando, people go, no, that's no, not for me. They're, they're, they're nuts. But it's you can push yourself as hard as you want to push yourself as an individual. Um, if you wanted to come in here and just stand on the treadmill for 20 minutes and think, do you know what, that's enough for me, and that's fine. But naturally... In this sort of area, you'll see people doing other things and you'll want to engage in what they're doing. And over time, six months, a year, two years, three years, you'll progress your training into doing something completely different that you would never do in a pure gym or an exercise for less because you go in, you put your headphones on, you step in the door. The, I mean, we all did it when we were younger. You go on the treadmill for 20 minutes, you push a few reps, shoulder press, chest press, pec deck, out the door, see you later, take your earphones off. You haven't spoken to anybody, you haven't engaged with anybody, you've looked up a couple of people and thought, well, they're in good shape. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing what they're doing, but you would never do it. And here, naturally, you'll progress. Yeah, I think I like the idea that you've got such a wide variety of people within the facility, like you say, in different abilities, but they can all feel that they can approach those other people. And I think yeah. that comes, and we'll, again, we'll come on to it as the episode goes, and I'm, I'm promising a lot to come later in this episode, <laughs> but, there, but there certainly is based on what we're planning to talk about. But because you've got so many coaches for a facility of your size as well, and so many personal trainers that have fantastic reputations, they're very approachable as well. Yeah. And people do feel that they can get supported even if they're not already a client of that yeah. personal trainer. They feel that they can talk to whoever it is on the gym floor and they can get maybe a tiny little bit of advice, three or four minute chat, and they can move on and, and feel supported without necessarily partnering with their cash. And yeah. obviously long-term for that PT, it's a great environment for them to pick up clients, but it's also a great environment for people to feel supported. And like you say, scale up what they're doing with their fitness in a way that you just wouldn't do in a commercial gym yeah, because you don't feel enabled to. Yeah, I mean, like when we have the guys come in and, and 
there's been a we'll talk about this again, but there's been a big change in the last year through the facility. Um, but you find that you know we've had various coaches through the doors over the last six years. We're going to six year six now, um, and you have a lot of coaches that have come in and have worked or have PDs that are here that are no longer here, and the reasons are because they just didn't suit, they didn't fit. Um, maybe right for the time, but not right for now. Yeah, um, evolution's a great thing, and the gym's evolved. Um, and alongside that, the people that have jumped on board are on board for the long term. Yeah, and we're going to, like I say, we're going to talk about this evolution of the gym, but first things first, I think it would be remiss for us not to talk about, as a facility fit, a facility fitness owner, you talking about what has happened during 2020 in terms of in March, we were hit with the news that we would be going into a lockdown, initially a four-week lockdown that turned into, what, six months of, six months, of closure. Yeah. How did you deal with that as, as an owner, and what were the challenges you faced? I think it was it was January and there was always this little whisper in the background that something was coming. We knew that was there was something in Asia um, and um, it was like a little bit of thought. It might happen, it might not happen. Um, some people were thinking, well, it will happen. So we just went with the flow and thought, well, we'll just carry on doing what we're doing. At the time, we had maybe uh, 240 members, 250 members maybe. Um, some were sleepers, as natural gyms, they have sleeping, sleeping yeah. members and we all have them. Um, uh, and some were committed that had been there for a long time. And uh, it was a case of, right, here it is, it's, it's on us. It, it was instant, so I did a, an Instagram chat to everybody and said, look, this is happening. Um, what I want to do is get you all some kit, first of all, come in, sign a bit of kit out, and take it with you. Because you don't know how long it's going to be. It could be three weeks, it could be three months, we don't know. Um, and if you've got equipment, then it means you're likely to be more engaged um, with us and also he's going to keep you at a good mental state for however long it'll be um, no one knew it would be as long as it has, was or is still going on yeah yeah. I think that initial reaction and we've spoken about this offline before about you felt a responsibility for keeping your members going in terms of their ability to still partake in fitness yeah. and to still have that mental and physical escape from work but also this pretty crushing environment which we'd fallen into in terms of being locked in our houses for for a long period of time with severe restrictions which many of which continue to this day so straight away that maybe reinforces that whole community tagline you've got and it's yeah. really it can, it's, it's, a, it's a marketing tool to say we build great community here at commando but when you when the kind of it comes to the crunch you actually demonstrated that yeah, through yeah, how you supported straight away um it was a on a, on a few different levels, let's let's not be daft. You know, it was the business needed to survive. So the only way the business would survive is if the members supported us. So we have to show that level of support to the people that were the paying the memberships. Um, so we put an email out to everybody saying, "Support us through the lockdown, and we'll refund you whatever you pay over the six month period, over twelve month period when you leave. So you get reduced membership once the gym reopens. Yep. Um, so that's how we did that. So that no one lost his money. Um, the gym remained open, we had an income, but we will pay you back over the 12 months after. Um, so we kept maybe 160 members um, from that and offered straight away uh, Zoom classes, which I think everybody jumped on straight straight away. Zoom classes twice a day, once every day, um, and any, any content that they needed, they could just message me or the coaches that were, that were helping me out. Um, and we did that as a private Facebook group. And, and it worked really well. Um, I think towards the end of that six months of Zoom, Zoom classes, everybody was ready just to go. 
just get me to a gym. I just need to do something. Yeah, and I, I think one of the other key elements to pull out of that is membership engagement because ultimately when the gyms reopen, you need your members to come back yeah. and, and pay the full direct debit and, and, and support you and work with you. And if they're not remaining engaged throughout that period, they might be engaged by a coach from another gym who's yeah. putting out a free Zoom class or a paid Zoom class that they really liked and they yeah. might move to that facility. So from a business perspective, obviously you had to be seen to be engaging with your members and maintaining that. And then again, under, it falls back on that principle of we're building a community here that are like-minded and want to strive towards fitness. One of the key challenges for any business during this period would be no different for the fitness industry was cash flow because you would have had a lot of other pressures on you alongside yeah. the fact that you're not open. What was that like during this period? Tough, um, really tough. Um, individually, so still had a family, still had a house, still had all the stuff that goes along with that. Um, but because we weren't able to do anything, you know, we couldn't go out, we couldn't go for meals or anything like that. It was like, okay, strip it back. What do we need? You know, let's survive. I said it earlier, it's fight or flight. You know, you just got to look after yourself, protect your family and make sure you're safe. And the same with the business. Um, and a lot of companies offered to say, you know, you can pause your um, Wi-Fi, you can pause your um, whatever it is, you know, the, the gas bills, etc. So we did that, you know, as everybody did. Um, but at the same time, we we had a big plan to, to extend the business and make it bigger. And that plan was there for two years. There was a changeover of business plan and a new business plan come in at the end of last year, beginning of this year. Um, and we sat down and said, well, what are we going to do? Like, we can sit back uh, and and just stay at home, which we did for the first four or five weeks. Um, and as soon as we were allowed, we said, right, let's let's do what we can do. Uh, and we stepped up and, and we pushed the gym forward. Yeah, I think the fact that you continue to invest in the facility, and we're going to touch on all the different areas that you've done that, yeah. during a period where... Like you say, it could have been easy to sit back and stagnate and really be worried about whether you would you would reopen at all based on the circumstances that many kind of private facilities yeah. did face. And many businesses in other sectors, in particular outside of fitness, retail is one of the kind of most prevalent ones in hospitality. They never reopened because of the, the cash flow pressures that were there. Did you receive any support? That Yeah, I mean, as a business, um, the government put out the grants and they put out the grants that we got. Um, so the grant for us was the cash flow that we needed to go away. Let's do what we need to do. The, the, the grant could have sat in the bank and we could have, as probably some businesses did, like kept the money and put it to one side for like a rainy day, which is coming forward, or they could have spent it on cars, whatever people have done. For us, it was a case of, well, we've got planning permission, we've got everything in place to, to build the, the unit. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Um, so we, we finished off. We had the steel on site already, which we'd already purchased, um, but it had been sat there for maybe a month before lockdown because we weren't sure what we were doing. Um, and, and it was just a case of, right, you know, it's there. Let's do it. Let's just push on. Because if we don't, then we're going to be the same facility at the end of this lockdown, at the end of this era. And we won't have evolved when we have had this huge opportunity without disrupting members within the facility uh, and everything that went with it so, to make it bigger. Yeah. The key word that you said for me there, Ross, is evolved. And we spoke about evolution previously. What were some of the ways that the gym evolved during that period? You spoke about the structural steel that was waiting there. You spoke about the extension. What did that look like and what did it mean to members? Um, the, the business has always been an exciting place to be. You know, the gym was always an exciting place to be. But from the first couple of years, in my eyes, it was it needed to be bigger. There was something missing. Um, and there's still something, not, some, not something missing from here, but there's something that I decided a long time ago that would work with the business that will go in next year. And I'll talk about that later. Um, but 
it, it, it needed that that extra space for uh, the type of training we were doing. We were missing plate loadable stuff. We were missing uh, a, a big cable machine. We were missing that space to throw bars about. So the the area that we created and the space that it was put in has just given that uh, commando exfit level the next stage. Yeah, I mean. From a personal perspective, I came in, like I say, December 2019, and it was a, it was a great gym. There was the big functional rig, there was the dumbbell section, there was the upstairs section with the machines. But when I came in after the lockdown period, and I walked through, and then there's the whole area through the back, this massive hangar, again, kitted out to the nines in terms of the stuff that's in there with yeah. the the racks and the, and the platforms and the hammer strength, the plate-loaded stuff. It was just like, yeah, we were good but we decided to get better. And that's a mindset that a lot of people adopted during the lockdown period when maybe some others really struggled. Yeah. But the fact that you adopted that, I wonder if that comes from your military background as well, some of it? Yeah, I think so. Um, the the facility and what it was delivering was functional fitness. So big open space, some pin machines, etc. But And at the very beginning, when we first opened, I was against treadmills. I don't want to treadmill in the facility. I don't want to be that commercial gym. I want to be different. I wasn't right. You know, we needed something. So a couple of new treadmills came in, um, but that standard of what we were delivering just needed to be a little bit better. And we needed to bring that next level of client into the facility to make it what it is now. Um, and by putting in the companies that we've used, like the three main companies we've used, Clive Built, uh, Primal Strength and, and Wolverson, their kit's brilliant. And it's, it, it's a right standard for what people need in a commercial facility. And, and looking at it from different angles, there's so much different stuff that, um, that people can come in and now use that didn't have before. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the equipment you put in as well, it was clear that there was no kind of expense spared. You went for the best of the best so that yeah. members benefited from not just this new space, but also the stuff that was within it. Because like I say, you could have built this space out and then cheaped out on the plates and the bars and the and the racks and whatever. Yeah. But some of the, like, you know what it's like with social media, Ross, I'm putting up photos of my story like training at Commando XFit with doing deadlifts and it's all these these new Wolverston plates <laughs> and people were like where's this gym where's this gym and the hype was real but it was justified because you had invested during this period the other area that I want to talk about in terms of expansion was the the outdoor setting as well yeah. what happened there so there was, wasn't really um, a prominent factor in it so we weren't thinking what well, that's we're going to do that first or that's that's important we do that until like three quarters of the way through lockdown and we thought you know, there's likely to be restrictions on indoor training when we come back. So, and it was actually my business partner that said, well, let's look at doing an outdoor area. So that's what's been good for me is having that other person that can view the business from a different angle. Because yeah. as, a, as an individual, you look at something, yes, you can look at peripherally and see different stuff, but that other person that can see it from a different angle and then you discuss it and then you're right, okay, that seems like a good idea. Um, so straight away we said, well, what space have we got? You know the outside, it's a big yard, it's a big area. Um, and to put the after surf in was was a fantastic idea. It, it really paid off um, when we were allowed to start moving from full lockdown into the the little sort of reopening that you can call it. And it was like outdoor training is allowed. Okay, great. Let's get people back in the door. Um, social distance, hygiene, etc. Outside, uh, and it was it was a it was a definite right answer because it was the first thing we were allowed to do. Yet again, it was just an example of being able to cater for your members and being aware of what they might need because if you didn't have that there, it was maybe another opportunity for them to drift away from the gym, to not have the outlet for their physical and mental yeah. well-being, but also to lose their connection with Commando X Fit because if a gym, another 10 minutes drive away, 
was offering outdoor, you lose membership. Yeah, correct, you, lose, you you start you start to uh, bleed into your revenue. So for so for me, there's a lot within what you did during that period that underlines your commitment to your membership and your commitment to mm-hmm. progression and evolution is a term that you keep saying, Ross. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so pro- uh, prominent in the last year. I think everybody as an individual has evolved um, mentally, physically. Um, some will have gone backwards a little bit, but you know that's personal circumstances. Um, but if I don't think, if, I think if you haven't taken something from what's happened over the last what, nine months, I think we're in now, then that then would sound a bit bad, but you're a fool. You need to you need to take what's in front of you and, and drive on. You can't just sit in your chair and go, I can't do that. I've been told I can't do it, so I can't do it. Well, why not? Get up, grow a set, and go and do it. Yeah, and that's I think that's where your military background comes from, and that's why I love listening to a lot of kind of ex forces members when it comes to this kind of stuff. And it, I think it always it always really benefits me. I think it'd be remiss of me, Ross, to not ask you about another area that you upgraded in the last uh, 12 months, and that would be the affiliation with MTN Coaching and the man that kind of linked us together, David Hart. Yeah, Talk us a little man, bit through yeah. that. I've known David for uh, maybe four years. Um, he came in with uh, Cammy, um, so Cameron Watson. They both came in from, uh, I think it was Exercise for Less and Renfrew, and they wanted to come in and rent space. At the time, they like, yeah, great, no problem at all, come through. Got to know the lads, fantastic boys, the pair of them. Um, and Cammy stayed uh, doing his coaching here, and David drifted back and forward. He obviously travelled a bit. Um, and uh, so through lockdown, it was a, we already had Dale Burke. So I just spoke to Dale before, um, who was coaching out here. And there was space, you know, we, we changed and, and reset the system, I suppose, for the business uh, and who worked here. So we said, right, we've got scope to bring in different coaches and different people. Um, so I had a conversation with David um, as a businessman, it made sense, you know, he had a, a very popular and extremely well-run uh, online coaching platform. Um, and I knew him as a person, so respect to these principles and, and his methods and training. Um, and he said, well, you know, there's a couple of guys who would like to come down, let's have a chat. Uh, and from that, we said, well, let's affiliate as, as a pair so that your coaches, you know, can coach from here. Um, and that's been one of the best things that we did. Yeah, and I think we spoke earlier about the fact that there's so many good quality coaches on the floor for members to bounce off, even yeah. when maybe they're with a client, but you're somebody struggling on something, they're happy to come across, because that's the personality of the, the guys that MTA yeah, employ, which, yeah. which is great. But, I mean, I, I, I kind of said this before we recorded, my opinion now is that Commander Fit is by far and away the best facility in the West of Scotland, probably even wider than that. Thank you. But you've now also got the most successful coaching company in Scotland in terms of the impact it's having. So the affiliation is one of two kind of really powerful entities that match each other well and add together to make a, a, a better offering for your members. Yeah, definitely. Like, And, and for a business, you know, we have our own coaches, so I have staff that work for me that are PTs. But, you know, I don't expect clients of Commando just to PT with, with my coaches. You know, they've got an open forum to choose from because individually you'll pick someone that you, you're – uh, you'll respect how they train and, and what they deliver. So there's an awful lot of clients from Commando that are training with the different coaches within Commando. And that's right. You know, as an individual, you're free will, you're free choice to choose who you want to coach with. Um, and the guys are fantastic. And, and all of them are just so good at what they do. Their content's great. Um, they're respectful. They speak well to everybody. Um, so for me, as a, as a business owner, it's, it was a no-brainer. And the guys have just, like we had Dale and Ryan Holmes just come in. Uh, Ryan Atkin, uh, and then we've had uh, 
his name's Chantel, um, um, Alex, so Alex is in as well. You know, all fantastic guys. Um, get on really well with them. They understand what I want from the business uh, and how I want them to portray themselves within the facility, and they're all doing it. Yeah, it's that buying piece of shared values, and we said off the offline before we recorded was about good people network with good people and drive each other forward and that's what's happened there with that affiliation so you can quite clearly see there's been an investment and improvement and evolution is that key term during this period to support members when they came back to not only the fantastic facility you had before they went away but it's upgraded again so welcome back yes it's been a challenging period maybe financially you're you're not in the best position but our offering and our value is as high as ever, if not higher, which yeah. I, would, I would argue it is higher. Yeah, definitely. And that's 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 a kind of key theme of, of what you've done during that period. So during this period of you increasing value, what's that resulted in in terms of like memberships and inquiries and outcomes? I mean, we are, I, I, I think we're definitely at capacity. Um, so for me, I'm. we have maybe 20 to 30 memberships that we could sell. Um, and my fear is, I'm not sounding big headed, if I put that online, then they would sell instantly and it would overrun. Um, and I don't want to do that. So I leave them sort of floaters and then people can and jump in if some of the clients, sorry, some of the PTs have new clients and come in to not, so-so wants to join, is that possible? So yes, because I've got this this little gap of, of memberships that I can use. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to sound like an absolute arrogant asshole. I'm not. Um, but, you know, people want to come here and people ask all the time, is there space? Um, and it, I just need to make sure that the people that are in here have the space um, to train, have the equipment to train, and it's not overrun. Yeah, if you bring that value, and like you say, you don't want to be arrogant, but if you're bringing such value, of course, inevitably, customers want to get involved in that, and that's where you've got a right to be confident in what you've built, and judging by looking around the commando, there's still space as well, so there's still yeah. future plans to come to continue to increase that offering. But you've got different membership tiers as well, don't you? Because obviously you offer your classing. Do you want to talk to the listeners a little bit yeah. about what so that looks like? we have three tiers. So we have um, a nine, sorry, nine in the morning till three in the afternoon. So for, for let's say, for mums or dads who are looking after the children, drop them for school and pick them up at three o'clock, a cheaper membership that can come in Tuesday throughout the week, Monday to Friday, um, and they get access to the two two or three classes that are in during the middle of the day. Uh, and then we have a gym only Membership, which is come in, use the facility as much as you want, seven days a week. Um, and it's a little bit cheaper than, than the full membership. And the full membership is access to the gym with all the classes as well. So those three tiers work really well. Um, if some of the guys coach or are doing PT with some of the, the PTs that are in here, they get a little bit off. Um, not an awful lot, but a little bit just to encourage them to stay with their clients. Um, but generally, the, the pricing structure works really well. We do a yeah. discount for ex-military. Obviously, I'll move that straight away. Uh, emergency services, NHS. So we need to make sure that we look after the people that are doing the frontline stuff. Yeah, from a business perspective, straight away with my sales head on, that's fantastic because you're giving people different offerings and there's kind of tiered options for them to choose from. Because equally, if you do fall into that bracket where nine to three you can you can train and there's yeah. and by outside of that you couldn't, that's fantastic because you get a little bit of money off, but you're still getting access to facility for maybe a, a more affordable cost and then all the way up to the kind of top tier offer where they get access to absolutely everything at any time and any classes they want, they're they're more than happy to, to pay for that. And you yeah. probably the vast majority of members fall into, into into that tiering as well, which is which is obviously um kind of validation for for, for what you're offering there. So so for me, Ross, like we've spoken about the evolution of the gym, we've spoken about you coming through those challenges. We recently had the kind of three week closure 
again. Yeah. You kept it going with the outdoor classes, though, didn't you? Yeah, so we were allowed to do um, outdoor sessions, small groups, um, social distancing, all the relevant stuff that we have to do. Um, I smile about that because it's, I think everybody is at that stage now where they want to hear the word COVID, social distancing, lockdown, or anything like that ever again. Yeah. Uh, certainly in 2021, but I'm sure we will. Um, and so for us, it was a case of what we still need to keep people engaged. We still need to keep people active within the area, within the tiered system that we're in, um, and, and maintain a level of mental health for people. Because I think this far into what we've done, people are starting to get annoyed with life, uh, annoyed with wearing masks, annoyed with being told to step away, or you can't do this, you can't do that. So I try to bring some level of normality back to their life. And, and this is what we're trying to do here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I spoke to you again quite candidly on the, on the phone when we were organising this about when I was working home and the gyms were closed, I needed to make sure I was getting away from my laptop desk yeah. to train because it's such a fundamental part of my lifestyle and my well-being. It goes well beyond how I look in the mirror and if I can take a good selfie for Instagram for my page, Ross. It's about, <laughs> it's about getting away from that laptop and the world of sales and business and insurance into right, okay, well, I'm physically looking after myself, I'm mentally looking after myself, I'm not looking at my screen, I'm not stressed about an email or a call I need to make. This is all about me and putting myself into that. And in the height of a pretty unpleasant November, December, you were still able to deliver for your your clientele. Yeah. And I saw some of the videos, and if she's listening, Helen Matthews will laugh because you were absolutely flogging her out there in the, in, <laughs> in the rain, which was brilliant. But it was such a good environment. Like, they were all having yeah. a brilliant time. They came dressed for it because they knew what was coming. Yeah. And they knew they could go for that hour of their day and escape from that. And that's why, again, there's no secret to um, to my thoughts and Ross's too in terms of we believe the gym should be open regardless of the tiering that um, you fall into, much like um, they've now secured in England. Yeah. We're very hopeful that um, the Scottish government will follow in those steps. But it just shows the importance for many people from a wide variety of backgrounds because many people that attended your online class, Ross, are not people that want to be absolutely shredded on their holiday next year. No. They're just normal people who work normal jobs that want to exercise. Yeah, they need it. You know, we all need it. We all And those that don't train probably don't understand that. But I'm sure if they start to do some form of exercise, which I think a lot of people probably have over the last six months, have now found that new lease of life where you do a little bit of exercise, you get your endorphin rush, and all of a sudden, life's better. Yeah. And it's so true. You know, you wake up in the morning and you feel groggy, you feel tired. And everybody wants to train at different times of the day. So we put two classes on in the morning, two in the midday, two in the evening, so that every single person was, had the ability to come and do something and, and actually feel normal and be able to turn their brain back on to do whatever they need to do. Because a lot of people are working from home. A lot of people are working in, a, in an office, sectioned away from somebody where they can't have that normal interaction they would have in an office space. Yeah. So it's almost being locked in a box all day and then what can I do? That little bit of exercise, that little bit of fitness, a little bit of banter you throw in that we have a little bit of crap. I'm not a funny guy, I'm not making us be a funny guy. <laughs> but you know, that little bit of banter for people just just makes it a little bit better. It's so important and I'm fortunate I work from home and love my brother. Well, fortunate in some ways, unfortunate in others. But it if I didn't go to the gym at half past five yeah. and see three, four, five other people, not all not all trained together, of course, socially distant, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, Nicola, don't shut me down. But um that is what I need to feel fulfilled because otherwise it's all over screens yeah. or I can talk to my brother who I live with and work with as well. So it's it's incredibly important that we have that outlet and fingers crossed that we manage to, to secure that moving forward. A couple of final things to touch on, Ross, before we, we close off the episode. 
you and David Hatt have a, a pretty big challenge coming up in the, in 2021, the 24 hour charity challenge. Talk us a little bit through what that is and how people can maybe show their support. So um, it was moving on from the beginning of lockdown. We did a, a Murph challenge, so Murph being the CrossFit workout. We did Murph every day for five days um, to raise money for the NHS. At the time, that was the thing that we needed to do. It was relevant. It was it was at the forefront of everybody's minds um, that we need to do something. So, over the last month or so, and I, I spoke about it last year before we we um, decided to extend the business. I thought, like, when we when we have a grand opening, we'll do a big twenty four hour challenge. We'll do a workout every hour on the hour, um, just for the opening of the gym. But coming towards the end of this, how difficult it is for for families and, and for people in a really bad situation. And there is an awful lot of people in a, in a really bad situation. I think some people think they're in a bad situation, like they can't go and buy the new iPhone or they can't go on holiday this year. But let's be fucking real. And there's some people that are really struggling. They have no money to buy food. They have no money to buy toys. No money to, to go and buy toiletries. And that's the reality of what the country is in at the minute. Across the board, you know, England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, we're all in a bad place. So what do we do as individuals to, to make someone's life a little bit better? And it could be the smallest thing. You know, it could be a bag of shopping. It could be a toy for a child. That small thing that you can do can make someone's day and can make their Christmas. So we're doing it. So I've decided that we're going to do on the 8th of January. It was going to be last week. So, again, it's it's a little bit delayed. Uh, reasons being, we won't talk about that, David Hart. Um, but David's away at the minute, and um, he was adamant that he wanted to do this with me. Um, so we're doing it on the 8th of January in commando, 6 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock Saturday morning. On the hour, every hour, we'll do a workout. Uh, and the workouts won't just be a little bimble on the bike or a little chill on the on the cross trainer or anything like that. We're going to work out properly. And yes, it's going to be disgusting. But do you know what? As a facility that we are and the person I am, people wouldn't sponsor what we're doing unless it was gnarly. People want to see someone suffer. So they're going to see us suffer. That's fine. I'll take that suffering if it means that someone else can benefit from what we're doing. Yeah, and I think when it comes to any charity challenge it has to be stimulating enough for people to take notice of it Correct. so that requires you and david to go to the heart walker which yeah definitely like, it's going to be brutal which is important and i think so much of what you said there is kind of and i, I joke about in the podcast sometimes my guests that's a total mic drop moment and it's so important that we do take this perspective that at the moment we are all restricted in how we're living our lives however if you're probably lucky enough to be listening to this on apple or spotify or wherever you get your podcasts you're in quite a fortunate position that you could potentially help others. And we're not saying you need to give to every charitable cause, no. but there are definitely charitable causes that you can step up and get involved with. And many of you that follow me on Instagram will see me share more just giving links than I've ever done before or charity pages, because during this period, charities have really suffered. They've not yeah, been able to do on-street collections. London Marathon, uh, huge events have all been cancelled where they would get millions of pounds worth of sponsorship across various different charities. So this is where we need to take slightly more individual ownership and Ross has spoken about ownership and mindset and evolution during this podcast. This is an ability for us to support a cause. So if you are in a fortunate enough position, please get involved and provide some support for the 24 hour challenge because I mean I'm really looking forward to seeing Ross absolutely fall David <laughs> David on the assault bike and uh, on the on the runner. What what's the runner called that you have the assault runner, yeah. The assault runner. Yeah. My yeah. goodness I was like Bambi on ice when I ran on that. So we'll see how you guys get on but when it's uh, workout eight of the day. Um, yeah workout <laughs> yeah, twelve and we're in the absolute pain game so yeah to progress that so obviously we'll be directing people to that off the back of the podcast ross i think today's been a really valuable conversation because we've had 
so much to talk about that people can take from that maybe just aren't in the fitness space, but also people who have just a general mindset for self-improvement. And you've taken the bull by the horns during a period that's been really difficult. You've done it from a community aspect, a well-being aspect, but obviously, ultimately, for a business perspective, to make sure that you're still here, yeah. still providing that service long term. I've put my neck on the line and said you're one of the best facilities in, in, in Scotland. Well, and uh, if I'm right in saying a day passes eight pounds normally. Eight pounds, yeah. Okay, cool. So Ross and I have come to a bit of an agreement. He's smiling at me here. But if you take a screenshot of this and you pop it on your Instagram story and you tag me and you tag Commando Fit and we'll give you the Commando X Fit and we'll give you the handle to do so, and you show it at the desk when you come in, you'll get a discount on your pass. Yeah. You'll get three pounds off your pass. Three pounds off your pass and come and use the facility. You can try out the best facility in the west of Scotland for five pounds. So there we go. There's a there's a a, a little bit of a, a gamble for you to get the message out there in terms of sharing Ross's perspective and mindset and how they've continued to upgrade, but you also can try a facility that is absolutely top notch. Last thing to ask you then, Ross, is where's the best place for people to connect with you? So we are uh, Instagram is our main platform, we're on Facebook as well. Uh, so it's Commando underscore X underscore Fit. Um, that's where you'll find us. You'll see a lot of content on there and the people that that work here. We do post stories, etc., just to see what we're doing. Um, and the, the bio for the uh, the charity challenges in there as well, um, where you can you can do whatever you can do. Or throughout the challenge, um, from the eighth, from six a.m. in the morning, or before then, if you want to come in before, bring a bag of food, toiletries. On the post that we've put up on social media, it tells you exactly what the Crookston community group need. And that's who we're doing it for. Um, please do whatever you can. There's so many ways that you can support that challenge. A couple of different ways you connect with Ross. All of that will be in the show notes below. I can't wait to hear your feedback. And like I say, I expect to see lots of you tagging us in the stories and getting yourselves down to Commando for a big session. I'll be back to speak to you all again very, very soon.